Hello, everybody. This is the Chocolate News Podcast. And this week's podcast is sponsored by Interact for Health. I'm your co-host, John Alexander Reese. And I'm your co-host, Morgan Angelique Owens. And if you didn't know, the Cincinnati Herald has been around since 1955 and is the leading African-American-owned newspaper in the greater Cincinnati area and northern Kentucky area. And today we have with us our digital correspondent, Andrea Carter. How's it going, Andrea? Fine, John. How are you and Morgan doing today? I am doing just fine. Enjoying this weather. Doing good. So, Andrea, uh, what is the chocolate news of the week? Well, um, unfortunately, we have some good news and some bad news. It's heartbreaking to talk about the Texas shooting that occurred the other day. Over 21 people, mainly children, were affected by this gunman who walked into the Uvalde Elementary School and walked into a classroom, shut the door, locked it, and started blasting. And the young man, I should say not young man, the gunman was shot by a Border Patrol when it was said and done. But, you know, 19 children, fourth graders in one classroom died. They were Latino children. You know, the community is devastated. Parents are devastated. I know parents around the country are just having a heartbreaking moment, and more and more is coming out about this young man. He just turned 18. He went out and bought guns right after his 18th birthday, and you know, which which is horrifying to think that he was able to do that. But why? They're still trying to figure out why. Why? Why did they? Why did he do this? Why um, was it a copycat? you know, top market shooting in Buffalo, New York, just occurred two weeks ago. You know, there's so many rampant conspiracy theories out there now. But the main one that is that is present is why aren't people willing to do something about this? Why aren't they willing to pick up and stop, you know, people from being able to get guns? And, you know, the Republicans that keep saying it's mental illness, mental illness. But out of the number of shootings that we have occurred, not everyone has mental illness. I think that's a weak argument and a weak stance to take to protect the gun lobby. I think some people are choosing to take out their frustrations of life and choosing innocent people as a remedy for this, which I think is very, very sad. I think Beto O'Rourke today tried to confront um, the, the governor of Texas in, during a press conference and mainly he shouted, this is on you, to Governor Albert. And it's just a sad situation. It is. The blood is all in the GOP's hands. That's all I have to say about this, because I really get tired of all, hearing about all these school shootings. We're the only country that has this problem. We're a first world nation. We should not be having this problem. And it's, it's just really sad, that especially after Sandy Hook, that happened uh, I think it happened in 2012 that, um, you know, if a bunch of first graders are going to get killed, you know, it's like, and they still haven't done anything about it. It's just, it really breaks my heart. Well, I, I think Biden said last night that, you know, enough is enough. We have to stand up and do something. And I, I think it's kind of sad when you don't have a chorus of legislators saying, yes, we're going to stop this right now. And find a way to craft legislation to sort of control this. And I, I know you can't control everything, but 
there should be a way about access to guns to people who are displaying the signs of, of potential aggressive behavior prevent them from getting any type of weapon. And I mean, you can't prevent everyone from doing something bad, but at least you can take the steps to make it that much harder to get a weapon. I understand hunters. I understand it's a sport, but this was not a sport. This was a young man who was frustrated, who had some issues. And for whatever reason, he went, bought some guns, put some stuff on social media, and went to a school after shooting his grandmother in the face, went to an elementary school and killed some innocent people, especially children. That That is, how do you stop that? Um, I just don't know. It's like this enough is enough. It's like we're it's 2022. This shouldn't be happening anymore. GOP has blood on his hands. They need to take responsibility. Are, I mean, are they waiting until it happens to their kids? Is that when they have to take action? This shouldn't be happening to little kids. Little kids should be safe in school. They should be safe. They shouldn't yeah, have to worry about they shouldn't have to worry about getting shot up in school. It's insane. No, I mean, after Sandy, after Sandy Hook, it should something should have been done. And then I think, believe there was another school shooting after Sandy Hook. There was another one. And now we have this. And I'm like, come on. Yeah. You know, there is, there is something going on in the minds of our young men where they think picking up a gun and facing innocent people will resolve their issue that they have or their, their disregard for people who are different from them. This doesn't solve anything. This doesn't make them immortal. This doesn't do anything other than it's a continuous tragedy that is occurring in our country and no one is manning up to deal with it. Exactly. And I think, and I think what's sad overall is the more this goes on, it shows the weaker how we are as a country because we won't take care of this. I'm just really getting sick of the GOP. They have their priorities in other places. Like say, oh, we need to get involved with women's reproductive health or we need to battle critical race theory because those are the things destroying our country. It's like, they're not it's distraction. It's like, they refuse to deal with this problem. And it's like, and it's sad and it's pathetic. And this is why, this is exactly why I think the Republican party is a joke right now. I honestly can't take them seriously. Because they refuse to deal with problems like this. It's like they want get, they want to get well, people in the Republican Party. This this is not helping. This isn't helping. It's like, and I respect the party less and no. less every day that they keep doing this. It's like it's getting ridiculous. It's insane. They need to deal with this right now. They have blood in their hands. And I know some of them, they probably don't care. They only want to get reelected every six or four years. Or I, I don't know how many times they get um, the election cycles up. But it's just... It really makes me mad. It really pisses me off. And all, all I have to say is that I'm tired of the, their thoughts and prayers. They need to take action now. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, that, that's all. I would just say that um, here in Cincinnati, um, the case of the young man who um, shot the man in the head at a, at a Walmart in a Walmart parking lot last year, finally turned himself in. He um, walked up to a husband and wife. They were in the parking lot, and he, the man wore a mask, walked up to the man, shot him in the head last year. He finally turned himself in, and um, he is going to stand trial. It's unfortunate 
um, the wife of the man said it's her, you know, it's horrific to see that even there's a lawyer defending him and things like that. And, you know, you just have to wonder what the man was thinking to walk up to somebody and shoot them in the head. I don't know what went on. I don't know if there was a bad deal or if it was just he had a gripe with this guy. But choosing to pick up a gun does not solve your problems. Prior to him pulling that trigger, he had just had an argument with somebody. I'm just going to sort of hypothetically say he had some sort of issue with the guy. But picking up a gun is, I know young people find it easier to pick up a gun than resolving an argument or resolving um, an issue that you have with someone. But you're just adding more aggravation to the situation when you pick up a gun and pull that trigger because it still doesn't solve your issue it doesn't resolve whatever is going on all it does is add a criminal charge to you and now you face a life in jail or the death penalty right i mean that's what that's what's happening now um and it's unfortunate that a lot more young people are choosing to do what is easy than deal with what is hard it is harder to comprehend and resolve an issue or an argument or a um, conflict than picking up a gun and shooting it. That that's not easy. That just adds, that's aggravating the situation. And I think they need to learn what is best, what is right. But moving on from that, an interesting thing has happened at MSNBC. It's been speculating for a while, but Jim Basaki, who just left. The White House, as his press secretary, is now uh, joining um, the MSNBC staff, where she'll be helping with um, political programming, the campaigns. She will be help to cover all this and give commentary on this. So she's she's another person trying to bump up the primetime show for MSNBC since Rachel Maldal has taken a step back after all these years. So. You know, like I said, she's former press secretary, so it should be interesting to see her expertise on a number of topics. And even though I don't watch MSNBC uh, that much, uh, it should it should certainly uh, liven things up. It should. I mean, I watch CNN and I watch MSNBC, and you know, both have their issues, both have their stances, but they both are fair in their reporting, and that's what I like to see. Um, you know, for a twenty-four hour news channel. Re- heavily resourced information, and even if it's speculative, they they will say, even though we have not confirmed this, this is what everyone is saying right now, but we're going to confirm it. And I like hearing that both from CNN and from MSNBC. So I think she's going to add some weight to the lineup, and I think it's great. I'm very happy to see that. The final story that I have to talk about is um, everyone can go online to the Cincinnati Herald. We just, um, we put this on our website, it's in our newsletter. Um, Black Tech Week is coming to Cincinnati. It will be here in mid-July, actually it will be the same week as the music festival, July 18th through the 22nd. And the music festival actually is the 22nd, 23rd, no, the 21st, 22nd, 23rd of July. Black Tech Week is going to fall right there at the end of the Cincinnati Music Fest. Uh, but I think what's going to be, um, it'll be great to see black techs in Cincinnati talking about the profession and what the latest trends are, 
what are the issues are going in the industry, and just seeing um, all kinds of people coming in to speak at this conference. Now, it was occurring in Miami, Florida. Cincinnati-based um, Lightship Foundation bought Black Tech, Black Tech Week, and they brought it to Cincinnati um, to make it a, a Cincinnati event. And I think the fact that you have Black Tech Week married with the music festival is a very interesting mix, but a nice way to have a conference in Cincinnati. And I find it fascinating. They're going to feature speakers including Kimberly Bryant, the founder of Black Girls Code, Arlen Hamilton, founder of High Runner and Backstage Capital, Felicia Hasher, CEO of Black Ambition, and Zatavio Samuel, CEO of Revolt Black, of Revolt. They're going to be featured speakers among other uh, keynote speakers as well. Um, they are going to try and create an urban campus for black techs in Cincinnati during this week. And I think they are um, putting a new stamp in Cincinnati and also they're going to have a career fair. So if you are involved in technology in any type of way, you might want to sign up for the conference. Spend, I mean, the basic price is about $400, but I think it's going to be well worth it to see not only the companies that show up, but the advantages of speaking with your colleagues in the tech world and see where everyone is going. So I'm very excited. I can't wait to see um, what's going to happen with Black Tech Week. Ooh, I'm about to find me a husband. And that Ooh, is they got money. Sign <laughs> me up, ladies. You better meet me at Black Tech Week. We gonna find our mates. Yes, I am so excited. I I, I, I think it's gonna be interesting because I want to I want to hear what the where the latest chain is. I mean, you know, you think about it. Everyone is going is talking about AI. Everyone's talking about blockchain, the NFTs. Of you know every just I want to hear what's the latest trend. Where should we be looking at placing ourselves? And you know, where everyone's trying to do e-commerce, but is is it just enough for e-commerce to do this or that? Is it just enough that we um, are looking at crypto or Bitcoin? You know, in terms of trends of computers and you know devices, big or small. You know, what is the latest that they see? Um, that's happening, and then how should the black community prepare for technology in the future? Um, I, and I think that's the interesting conversation that we should be having, and I can't wait to hear them say it because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm even though I'm the age that I am, I, I like my toys. You know, at first I was a little poo poo on getting the smartphone, and when I finally got it, I was like, ooh, I love this. This is fantastic. Now I can't live without it. And I just want to know, do I have to, what else skill set do I need for the future so I can stay abreast and stay up to date with what's going on? Because, you know, there are a lot of elderly people out there who don't know how to use computers, who don't know how to um, do some of the technological things that we have today. And I don't want to be caught like that as I get, get older. I want to be up to date and prepared and be able to, you know, benefit from these new toys that are happening in society. And that is it for our black for our, our hot chocolate news for today. All right. Well, thank you so much, Andrea.
So now we'll switch it over to Morgan Angelique Owens, where she will align us with some beauty, lifestyle, and culture. So take it away, Morgan. All right. Thank you, John. So I'm super excited just to be back on the podcast. I've missed you guys. Hope you miss me too. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> we definitely did. Yes, but your girl has been super busy, um, a lot going on. So I just want to catch you up in the world of beauty. Um, so I am in the midst of planning and executing. Harold Beauty is having our first ever beauty con uh, in November. It's going to be November 5th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's going to be downtown Cincinnati on Race Street. It's going to be at Bash, which is a Black woman-owned event space. And I want you all to envision a mini Essence Fest. So this is going to be something that Cincinnati has not ever seen before or experienced. So it's going to be more brand activation. So a lot of people ask me, what is that? So these are experiences when you walk in, into the door, you can immerse yourself in the world of beauty, but also health, um, mental wellness, and some other surprises. Um, so stay tuned. So there will be different stations where you can go in. Um, there will be a beauty bar. There'll be, I don't want to give too much away. But if you love beauty products, giveaways, they're all going to be there. There are three different options to attend. So there is a free ticket op option. So everyone loves free where you can come in and experience everything. There is a $5 swag bag entrance ticket. So you are guaranteed a fabulous swag bag full of goodies. And then we have a VIP ticket. So the VIP ticket, there is only 80 available. And tickets went on sale a few weeks ago, so tickets are already selling fast. VIP ticket holders get access to the beauty chats that's going to be on a separate floor. Um, they also get some great goodies, swag bags. Uncle Nearest is our premium whiskey sponsor. So they will be powering um, the beauty con with some great drinks. Um, if you are not familiar with Uncle Nearest, um, it is a Black woman-owned business as well. Uncle Nearest was um, a slave who helped Jim Bean in his whiskey distillery. And so, um, of course, you know, a lot that we do here is supporting Black-owned businesses. So, of course, Uncle Nearest was a no-brainer. So we are super excited and super thankful for them. Palmer's is, is also a beauty sponsor. Um, Black Women's Health Movement is a sponsor. And then we have, um, like I said, we're working on some more surprises along the way. So tickets are on sale. If you go to Eventbrite, you can click on um, search, click, and then just type in Herald Beauty. But it's also online on the website um, and also on our Facebook page for the Cincinnati Herald. There's an event created. So again, November 5th from 10 to 5 p.m. downtown Cincinnati, the Herald Beauty Con. So Make sure you, like I said, make sure you stay tuned, make sure you follow all our social media channels, make sure you're following Cincy Harold Beauty on Instagram as well. And that's really it from me. All right. Well, thank you, Morgan. And that event does sound fascinating. Can't wait to hear more about it. Um, she caught me at Uncle Nearest because <laughs> that is one of my, I'm sorry, but that is one of my favorite bourbons. Yeah. And 
I'm just like, the fact that they are going to be sponsoring uh, the event is fantastic. How much are the tickets, the VIP tickets? Um, VIP early birds are only, I think, 75 or $80 right now. I'm, I'm going to have to look into that because you also, you got me a swag bag because I'm always good at, I like swag. Yes. And, I like trying out these stuff. So. Yes. And, and, and my, my sponsors send like full size products. So it's going to be awesome. So you don't want to miss out everybody. Okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, Morgan. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Morgan. All right, folks. Well, that's it for today's episode. And I want to thank Andrea for coming on discussing all the chocolate news. Thanks again, Andrea. My pleasure. And also, once again, thanks to Interact for Health for sponsoring this episode. You can find more information about today's topics and past podcast episodes at www.thecincinnatiherald.com, the SESH newsletter, or on our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast is on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. In addition, make sure to sign up for Owning It, our home ownership webinar. And for more details on that, you can visit our website or our various social media channels. I'm John Alexander-Reese. And I'm Morgan Angelique Owens. And have a great day.